Welcome to Dr. 3, a Hearthstone podcast dedicated to giving you explosive growth in climbing the standard-ranked ladder. I am not Daring Alkaline. Unfortunately, Daring Alkaline had a an unfortunate family situation, so he is unavailable this week, but he would kick my butt if I didn't do this, so I am your host, Grandmasters and Masters Torcaster Dragon Rider, and along with me is Major Death. How are you doing? Oh, you you did it. You did him <laughs> proud there with the Major Death. I love it. I love it. And I yes, died. our our thoughts go out to Darian and his family during this time, and we expect him to be back next week. But uh, yeah, we're gonna hold down the fort this week, and uh, yeah, we got a little bit to talk about. This is fantastic. Yeah, there's there's some stuff happening, but before we get into all of that, can you give us last week's poll question, Mage? Sure, sure, sure. So last week we asked you, are you excited to see hero cards available in Fractured in Alterac Valley, our new expansion? We had 43 votes. Thank you to all of you that voted. And with a resounding 74.4%. Yes, you are excited to see hero cards in the new expansion. Only 20.9% said no, you're not excited. And 4.7% were not so sure. But we've seen all of them now as of this recording. And uh, yeah, there's some pretty bunker stuff uh, coming with the new hero cards. And uh, we'll probably be touching on a few of those a little bit later on during the podcast this week. And, and definitely... Uh, when we when we do the full card review in a couple of weeks so yeah, I, yeah so that was last week's full question i was kind of surprised i expected there to be a little bit more no's just because i feel like i've seen a lot of people like ah oh, hero cards i don't want them and people have been complaining about quest cards and all that so i'm like i was kind of surprised to see these results but you know at the same time like people want to play powerful things so makes sense yeah i think i think i think it's one of those situations where i think it's the um there's a there's a rather vocal minority that uh and and i think and i think that like uh the people that don't like them really don't like them i think that's part of it and i think the the other thing is is uh from more of just kind of a less competitive standpoint I think if you're not trying to be as competitive, the hero cards look really flashy and do some really cool things. And and so just from a I want to build and just play, I think I think hero cards uh can, th what they're capable of doing and the things you can do post the hero card being played, I think get a lot of people really interested. So I think that I think that's why the numbers why I agree with you though. Based on kind of just anecdotal Reddit, Twitter, sort of, uh, you know, spheres of influence, I guess, that I end up in uh, when it comes to getting and talking about Hearthstone, I was expecting that number to be not quite as high as it ended up being. So That's all right. I mean... You know, I'm I'm a pretty competitive player, but I still am pretty excited for some of these hero cards. Like you said, some of them look pretty sweet. But before we talk about new cards, there is 
actually a decent chunk of news uh, and some stuff for us to talk about before. So let's get into the news. Uh, first thing we have here is all of the fractured and Alterac cards uh, are going to be revealed by Thanksgiving, which will probably mean that all of the cards are already revealed by the time that you're listening to this. Uh, because that, for, yeah, I, I mean, that's tomorrow as of our recording. And yeah. it probably would yeah. like, <laughs> it's crazy. We, we, we re- normally release the show on Wednesday nights and, and yeah, unless, unless there's some, uh, some late reveals, uh, it, yeah, presumably you, you might be getting this after, after the rest of the cards get revealed, which right now is approximately 50, 50 or so cards, uh, that still need to be revealed, so. Yeah, and it's kind of interesting. So uh, another couple notes here. Blizzard announced via Twitter that there wouldn't be a final reveal stream for Fractured in Alteric Valley, uh, but instead opting to distribute the remaining cards to content creators in the community to be revealed by November 24th. Um, I know before our recording, we were really talking about that and like just they really are trying to involve a lot of people. There's a lot of people who have, are getting card reveals for the first time who have been doing content and all this stuff for years who are finally now getting their first opportunity to do something like this. Uh, Alkali got kind of messaged and really put it out into the the Twitter sphere. And it it seemed like it got uh, a lot of positive feedback on it, but uh, there was some arena streamers who got to reveal some neutral cards, you know, so it's, I love seeing that. I mean, the more people that are involved and, and get even just that little bit of recognition and, and that cool thing to say, Hey, I got to, I got to do this. I, I think that's a, a net positive and I, I love seeing it. it. It definitely feels like it expands kind of the whole hype behind the, the expansion there. There's definitely given, given the information that came out during the, the day of the launch of this expansion, there definitely could have been a, a, a really kind of flat sort of um, reveal season for this expansion. But given the number of people and the different people that have gotten an opportunity to reveal a card this this time, I think it I think it's actually done a really good job of of, of hyping up this expansion. I think I, I think that. Um, not that those topics weren't important, they definitely are. But I think if you're if you're just talking about trying to get the message out about the new expansion and get people excited about this new expansion that's coming out, uh, I, I can't think of a better way to have uh, done this. And and not to say that you know Regis or Brian Kibler, or whoever would have been able to do a final reveal stream, not that. No, it's nothing on them, but I think just smaller people and more people getting getting to put this information out there and 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 kind of um, fulfill a dream, as it were. I, I think in a lot of cases it fulfills a dream getting to I, I this is something I've been playing forever. And now I get to tell you be the first to tell you about a, a new card that's coming. I, I you know. Me personally, when I when I was when I was streaming, I would have killed for an opportunity like this, and and I am really excited to see so many people getting this opportunity. I I, I just 
I, I think they are definitely making lemonade out of the lemons they, they were given for this this reveal season. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, you know, plus two, like I, I was even telling my husband, it's like, you know, they always just end up doing like the the final card dump and they just put all the cards up on the website. And it's like, why, though? You know, when you can just, like you said, give that little bit of like, hey, I got to do this cool thing to somebody like that's a small moment that can go a long way in building that relationship with the community which is kind of what the whole thing's about so it's uh, right yeah it 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 has like i get the logistics behind this can be a bit of a a bit a bit of a nightmare when it comes to coordinating all of this so i guess i get why this hasn't been kind of the mo before but at the same time it's like can you you know they they the developers were just talking recently about how to improve kind of the community around Hearthstone because of the, the the gaming awards and things that are going on. And it's like things like this is what builds the community. Things like this gets more people involved. It gets more people, um, you know, thinking positively about the community. And so uh, I, I, I definitely hope this is something they continue doing in the future. Absolutely. Well, something else that is something that's been really good that I hope that they continue is clarification and communication about certain things, which uh, the next thing is clarification on the honorable kill mechanic. Uh, Ridiculous Hat was really kind of a a trend setter with this. There was a big uh, Twitter thread between Ridiculous Hat uh, and Leo Robles. Is that how you say his last name? Apologies if yeah, I... Robles, yeah, ro- possibly. Um, yeah. Of Team 5. And this makes a huge difference, I think, in how they had it kind of in the initial blog post versus how it actually works. But Honorable Kill doesn't have to happen on an enemy minion. Any minion can trigger the effect as long as it's your turn. What? I mean, that completely changes how some of these cards work, I think. Yeah, it's it it is it is huge. And and it suddenly means you know some of those minions or the spells that have the have the honorable kill effect on them suddenly it makes uh you know you can use those on your own minions so uh it suddenly means that those are a lot a lot easier to potentially trigger because you have another option as to if your opponent's not playing something to try and play around it, you can potentially play something to, to do that. So, so yeah, so there's still documentation on like the website. If you go to fractured in all track Valley on the official play Hearthstone website, it says an enemy minion, but we have been, we've been given confirmation from T5, uh, from, from Leo, who's an associate designer on team five saying, no, this can occur on, friendly minions in addition to enemy minions it just specifically has to be something that you do on your turn to trigger the effect for you to get that bonus effect yeah well i will definitely keep that in mind when we do our uh, card review <laughs> because yeah that might change my opinion of some of the cards and i'm sure there's still probably a couple more that are are to be revealed that we haven't seen yet uh but couple more things here we have more book of heroes portraits and bundles available in the shop for gold 
So we have Nagrand Garrosh, Second War Uther, SI7 Anduin, and Gladiator Valera now available in the shop for purchase at either 1,000 gold or 699 US. And I'm assuming that's each, correct? Yeah, that's each. that's okay. for for each of those. Just just like the uh, the Jaina and the Rexar that were available, I think last week. We now have four more of them. So I get my sarcastic wow from SI7 Anduin. I am very I'm very very happy about that. I mean, I would I would pay a thousand gold or even the the seven dollars for all four of them like so <laughs> fast. Be like that, just that. That screenshot from Futurama. Shut up and take my money. Here you go. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I had originally gotten the Gladiator Valera because I didn't know when these might be available. And so I got the bundle with the Gladiator Valera and packs. And uh, so I I ended up dishing out 3,000 gold to get the rest of these. Um, And happy, uh, you know, it was like... December through like March is when a lot of these came out of, uh, you know, December 2020 to, to March 2021. And so it really hasn't been that long, but uh, definitely long enough that I had kind of forgotten about them a little bit and uh, and glad that they're back and available in this in this method as well. Well, you can also uh, pay for legendaries if you're looking for those too you can get a random classic legendary card for 4.99 us or a random scholomance legendary card for 6.99 us so kind of interesting they're trying a little bit of different things and they also have a new year of the phoenix bundle which contains 25 phoenix packs and two random legendaries for 19.99 us so if you're looking for just some cards to, to play in standard plus some legendaries you know decent deal there though yeah. those will be in standard until the next rotation next spring so you basically have the entire uh fractured in alterac valley to have these in standard so from that standpoint if 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 you if you were away a lot of last year during year of the phoenix um this would be kind of a great way to get some of those cards uh if you if you are still looking to get some of those uh and have them in standard for another another few months otherwise um yeah the skullamance legendary again with that was a year of the phoenix so that that one would be available for for four months as well in standard and then it'll rotate uh to wild yep uh and then i find this really interesting but uh, Transfer Student is going to get a new battle cry for the Fractured in Alterac Valley uh, like game board. So the battle cry will now read, or for that board, battle cry, deal one damage, honorable kill, gain plus one, plus one, when on the Fractured in Alterac Valley game board. So, <laughs> yeah, now that the uh, honorable kill thing works a little differently. Yeah? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Transfer student. <laughs> Tra- transfer student hasn't seen a ton of play in a, in constructed standard, but if that's a card that you have, maybe you have a little bit more of a limited collection. That was a card that was given to us for free uh, when Scholomance Academy came out. Uh, this is that the it it does 
it is going to leverage the new keyword honorable kill uh when you're on the new game board so that's kind of cool yes and then uh one of the last things we've got here is maybe a little bit of a spoiler alert but uh information about masters tour undercity that just happened last weekend and the winner of the masters tour was zhao Tsi. Uh, he's been around in the scene for a long time, so great to see him get another uh, kind of big win under his belt. Uh, but he actually ended up winning 3-0 in the finals over Dragon Man with a lineup of Face Hunter, Questline Warrior, Questline Handlock, and OTK Questline Demon Hunter. And I don't, did you watch the, the finals by chance? I did not get a chance to see the finals, no. Okay. <laughs> I felt I felt kind of bad for uh for Dragon Man. The, Dragon the, Man. the first game was Dragon Man's Rogue that basically just like it was the worst like rogue hand and rogue draws I feel like I have ever seen. <laughs> no. It was so awful. It oh. was yeah, and I'm pretty sure it was a favored matchup for him too. So like he still might have ended up losing the series. It, it felt pretty likely because Zhao Ti's lineup just at least on paper, was was definitely edged out over Dragon Man's lineup, but I felt so bad. I was like, oh, this is the finals of this big tournament, and it's just like, it's almost devastating, especially yeah. as a competitor. You're just watching that going, oh, man, that just yeah, that there, feels there, so bad. There are, there are rogue hands. The Rogue decks by themselves, just in in the vacuum, tend to have a lot of very situational cards, very synergistic cards. And if you get just those, and not the one or two core or uh, the handful of like linchpin cards, you get a rogue hand that is just you just sit there and you basically just hero power, and then hero power. <laughs> And then you just die. It's it's and it and it feels terrible because there's there is literally nothing you can do because your cards don't do anything. You you have the you know the shadow steps and you have different things like that that just it's like there's nothing here. There's nothing for me to do. Yeah, yeah. It was just very unfortunate, but you know I'm gotta give him the kudos at least. He he did his best to try to manage what he was given and. That's all he could do at that point. But in addition uh, to both Dragon Man and Zhao Ti, who were in the finals, the other people in the top eight were Give Please, uh, Jake Weiss. Oh, my, I'm going to butcher this name. Uh, uh, Nemo Tagen Nakuma. Uh, I don't know if that's correct. If anybody has the correct pronunciation, I'm, I'm not sure if we have an actual yeah. confirmation or not. Please let me know. Uh, Sherlock, Tianming, and Zloy Gruzin. Uh, there were a lot of uh, Asia-Pacific competitors in the top eight. This was kind of the first Masters Tour we've seen, at least in quite a while, where we had such a, a wide representation from regions that weren't just Europe. So it was really great to see that. I know a lot of people were really happy to see that. Uh, and a couple interesting notes here. We've got Quest Demon Hunter, Quest Warlock, and Quest Warrior were the top three decks. And then over half of the players brought Face Hunter. But then Priest and Mage were the least brought classes. 
and and I I don't know if it's just what we ended up seeing. I didn't get to uh, really spend a ton of time looking at the the complete breakdown of all of the decks across the whole Masters tour, but I know a lot of the people bringing Mage were actually at least that we got to see on broadcast again, but. They were actually playing uh, Mazaki Mage and not Quest Mage. So even yeah. though it was was broad, it wasn't even all Quest Mages. That that was very like the first game that I saw a Mage in, and then all of a sudden uh, Mazaki comes down. I'm like, wait a minute, where <laughs> where did that where did that come from? Yeah, what. What year is this? What what are we? What was happening here? We do we time time travel somehow? Did did did, did I somehow end up on uh, YouTube from from twenty twenty or something? What the heck's going on? Yes, I think uh, Orange was the one that was kind of credited to originally playing Mizaki Mage during a lot of the testing uh, in the Pony Dojo group. It was a, a kind of becoming really well known practice group. And uh, then he ended up doing really well with it in one of their practices. And then uh, a handful of other people were like, oh, yeah. And then they all ended up doing fairly well with it. So it kind of started to spread like wildfire. And everybody's like, all right, Mizaki Mage, here we go. Um, So I'm going to jump kind of more into our actual tournament section here. I'm going to skip over one thing and talk about that in a minute. But uh, a couple of really cool things that I want to mention we do have after that final Masters tour now, we have kind of our, our Grand Masters now that we know for next year. So we've got some new and returning players coming back into the Grand Masters system uh, for Americas. Uh, we have Pun, Kalis Luna, Pascoa, Gamer RVG, and Joaquin. For Europe, we have Fury Hunter, Floki, Maverick, and Diz Demon. And Asia Pacific, we have Dragon Man, Raphael, Mega Gliscor, Wet Goose, Chiansu, and Nagun. And then some really cool stuff. We've got uh, the Worlds, you know, World Championship on December 18th and 19th. And that's really like the next big thing. Uh, but we will also, it was confirmed at this Masters Tour and, and kind of confirmed on Twitter afterwards as well. But we will be getting news and information about the 2022 competitive scene announced on the 18th, kind of in conjunction with Worlds as well. So, yay! More competitive stuff. That's always exciting. And then, uh, I guess, there kind of was something else that happened over the weekend, I, I think. The- yeah, it was, it was weird. I, I turned on the broadcast, and I recognized not just the the regular casters you always see but there was this this young upstart this go-getter that was out there and uh maybe maybe you've heard of her uh name's dawn goes by dragon rider it was crazy oh my gosh it was so crazy i can't even i was i was telling you a little bit before we started recording too so it's just it still we're recording on tuesday I got to cast Friday. It still feels surreal to me. I like, I don't know. It just, it was, it was amazing. It was hectic. It was exhausting. It was fun. It was like all of the things like wrapped up into one. And I'm still just like, oh my God, that really happened. <laughs> like, it was so cool. I mean, you know, I, I was telling you, like, I've been watching these Hearthstone tournaments for seven years. 
like every one that I can. I watch as much of every tournament that I can. I've even watched the like Chinese tournaments when I am able to. Like, I don't understand a word they're saying, but I try to watch it, you know? <laughs> like, I've been trying to watch these tournaments. I've been casting for a couple of years as much as I can. And then, like, to be part of something that big and like just kind of welcomed in from the other casters and the team behind the scenes and all that, I was just like, holy crap this is happening and uh over the weekend i was you know as i was laying in bed i I put on one of the the vods to to get caught up on a bit that i had missed and i somehow stumbled and actually put it on like the uh the playlist so i fell asleep to it watching and then woke up at one point and i think it was at the point when like me and derek were casting together and i just i woke up and i was like that that's my face. <laughs> like <laughs> that's <laughs> me. <laughs> well, that's it. It just still like does not feel completely real. But you know, just thank you so much to everybody who's been you know shouting me out or, or telling me uh, how great of a job I did. I really really appreciate it, and I'm glad that people enjoyed it. I I hope I get to do some more in the future. But whew, it was so surreal, but it was amazing. Yeah, I saw nothing but uh, nothing but good things in 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 YouTube chat and everything. It was it was it was great. You did it. You did a fantastic job, Dragon Rider, and uh, definitely definitely want to see more of you behind the caster desk uh, going forward as well. So, me too. And then I can wake up to more <laughs> of my face and be like, "What is this? I did not dream this. It happened." <laughs> like. It's weird, but it's exciting. And you know what else is exciting, Mage? We've got new cards. We do. We have, uh, as of the time of this recording, 76 of the 135 cards from the new expansion, Fractured in Alterac Valley, are out. By the time you read, you hear this, if it's in your ear holes, you might have the rest of them. Uh, we're going to presumably be doing a... Um, a full card review, probably releasing the day before or maybe even on a launch day on December 7th. But to hold you over till then, we're going we're gonna to highlight uh, five or six cards each that we really want to talk about. Things that um, we think are really interesting or fun. Uh, things that we definitely want to pull and try. And uh, yeah, there, there's, some, there's some interesting stuff. We're not going to... We're not going to focus on the legendaries or the hero cards. We, we, in fact, we made a rule that we're only going to each talk about one hero card because we could spend we could spend a lot of time talking about just the hero cards because that that's how interesting and cool those are. But we want to highlight some of the other cards that are out there, things that we think are good, maybe um, things that we expect are going to see a lot of play once the new expansion goes live. And so um, the things that seem like they've got a good fit in a deck already would, would I think, be one of the other things that I think um, uh, I, I was definitely looking at when I when I was trying to pick out which cards I wanted to talk about. And um, yeah, we're just going to go through these. Uh, we're not going to give them a rating or anything like that. We might talk about how good we think they are, uh, but we'll... We'll definitely go into more detail on this and these and all the cards when we do a full card review in a couple weeks. But for now, I'm going to start us off in Demon Hunter. 
and uh, or actually no 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 we're gonna do the hero cards first because I think I think the hero cards are just I, I there there's a lot of people excited for them and uh, I we we've talked about two of them we've talked about Cariel we've talked about Guff because those were released last week so we've got eight to choose from since they're all now available but I want to talk about the rogue hero card shadow crafter scabs now if you think the hero cards in the past have been crazy wait till you get a load of these because (laughs) shadow crafter scabs is a seven mana hero card gives you five armor like all the all the hero cards do with a battle cry that says return all minions to their owner's hands Summon two four two shadows with stealth, and his hero power is a zero mana hero power called Sleight of Hand that says the next card you play this turn costs two less. Wow, that is a lot. That is, there is so much going on here. You're paying seven mana. You're getting a vanish first of all which is a six mana card that puts everything back in their respective owner's hands. You're getting two jungle panthers, three mana jungle panther, four, two with stealth. You're getting two of those and you're getting a pre-nerfed innervate that you can do every turn for the rest of the game. Hello, that seems crazy to me. (laughs) Dragon Rider. Is this crazy? Because this seems really crazy. It definitely seems like there is a lot of potential. I'm really interested to see how rogue decks form around this. And I think the thing that I like the most about it is the hero power, even though it costs zero, like you can choose when during your turn or during your your sequence of play to press the hero power and make your next card. So if you want to play something first and then hit the hero power and then make something else like a maybe a combo card after you've played your first thing cost two less like you can manipulate it and and sequence to do that it's not just a a passive thing that happens or it's not like the first card like you get to choose kind of when it happens so i'm kind of excited for that because i think that's really cool yeah i I think about the new edwin card right that draws a card and then if you play it it buffs edwin and draws another card I think sleight of hand's gonna work really good for that because it, like if you if you have the if you play Edwin after you do this, it presumably this you know Shadowcrafter is probably the biggest card in the deck, and then suddenly it's like if you're just trying to you know make sure that you can keep that 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 draw train going for an extra card or two. I think I think I think this is gonna be really good for that. So you play Edwin, and then it's like oh. I somehow low rolled and got. I only have two mana, but I got three a three mana card. Well, I could just use sleight of hand and get and be able to play it and keep that train going. And it's like, oh gosh, this this seems good. I I think this is going to be a good card. I I do agree with you. It like where it fits. Like like I think you could put this in like the quest rogue deck because I think the quest rogue deck has uh room for it i think there's a lot of like suboptimal cards that you could that that people are 
running right now because there's not either not enough SI cards or there's not really great kind of those last four spots for it. I think you could easily run this in there as a way to maybe not get run over and then just leverage the, the hero power afterwards. But I think what you're saying, I think, is the bigger thing is is what it what if rogue decks look like for the next year because this card is available to them. We've seen when Rogue had Vanish available to it. And and I think about like Weapon Rogue and things like that. Uh, you know, I think I think we're gonna see some weapon rogue in the next four months. Uh, as a result of this card, not that we haven't seen it before, but we're we're probably gonna see some more of it. And uh, you know, what other what other archetypes come down as a result of of, of this hero card is going to be really interesting. So uh, yeah, I, I I'm excited about this card. I hope this is this is a card I pull early and get to get to uh, get to make some decks with. What about you? Which hero card? Which hero card do you want to highlight? Which one are you excited about? Oh, you know it's got. We already talked about Cariel, so we talked about Paladin. If you know me, it's gotta be Hunter. We're we're gonna talk <laughs> about Tavish, and I I think this is a really interesting card. Uh, so we have Beast Stalker Tavish again, hero card, six mana, gonna give you that five armor. With a battle cry, discover and cast two improved secrets. Okay, and then uh, l- let me run through those. So you've got the explosive trap. It's going to deal three damage instead of two. Freezing trap, which it's going to put that minion back in the hand. And instead of costing two more, it's going to cost four more. Then you've Ouch. got... Yeah, that's... That might really hurt. <laughs> uh, the snake trap is going to put out three snakes, but they're going to be two twos instead of one ones. Uh, the pack tactics is going to give you two three three copies. If you get the, if you choose open the cages and you have the two minions at the start of your turn, you're going to summon two animal companions. And then there's also this, this nice new one, improved ice trap. That's a says secret when you when your opponent casts a spell, return it to their hand instead. It costs two more, so that's the improved version. I, I think the regular version just it costs one more. But oh my gosh! Okay, I haven't even talked about the hero power yet. So the hero power is now going to it's going to cost three instead of two, but it does. Uh, summon an animal companion for you so i remember a time when we wanted to include animal companions in our deck nah those are the days of old now you just do it with the button i'm i'm so ready now you just just hit the button and get huffer that's how it works (laughs) exactly huffer every time but uh i mean the fact also that it's discover for those secrets i feel like it's just so good because you're you're gonna get the three choices. You get to pick which one, and then the second discover, that first one that you now picked is gonna be off the table as a choice. So you're pretty likely to get at least one of the secrets that you want, or a decent good combo between the two secrets, and then you can start putting out these beasts. I know we're with some of the other cards. There's like some beast synergies going on, but I'm I'm stoked for this. What? How do you feel about this uh, this hunter legendary? Discover and 
cast is huge. The, the, the fact that you don't have to pay for these secrets to get on the board is, is great. It's just part of the hero power. Like you said, you discover, so you, you have uh, the ability to kind of tailor it to the current situation. Um, it, to me, this doesn't seem like the most powerful hero card that we've seen, but it seems like it's going to be very useful whenever you decide to play it. And it's going to be very easy to slot in a number of different hunter decks and you just sort of like, you know, you, ju you just, you're, you're just happy when you find it and you play it. And, and you keep going from there. I, I, I'm very curious to see where this gets used. I, I'm not so sure I see it in a, in a quest hunter deck, like with the quest line. But outside of that, like I don't, I don't. I guess I'm not sure why you wouldn't consider starting with that. And as you were saying with the with scabs, I, I'm very curious to see. Does, is this enough to create a whole secret hunter deck? Because we, we've had secret hunter decks in the past, and it's been a little while since we've had that. And it'll be really interesting to see if we end up uh, going that route again. And uh, yeah, this, this, is, this is very interesting. I like the idea that it's giving improved secrets, too. It's like if they're a, it's a hero card and you're getting secrets, yeah, they should be a little bit better than just the regular secrets. Yeah, I I think I like it. I I feel like I say this so often when we're talking about cards, but for me, I love the cards that feel more flexible, and I I feel like this can fit into a couple different things. If you're playing a more beast thing, or you're trying to go for like value with minions, the hero power is great and cool. You get some added extra secrets on top of that, like just as a bonus. If you're leaning into the secrets, you're going to get some, like, you know, decent tempo minions with your hero power in addition to your secret things. So, like, it feels like you could kind of go either way. And then there's that added, you know, benefit on top of it. So that's why I like it so much. But, yeah, we, we started with our, our legendary choices. But I think some of these other cards are going to be kind of insane, too. Yes, yes. So now I'm going to take us over to Demon Hunter. We have a new sigil in in uh, Fractured and Alterac Valley. It is five mana. It is Sigil of Reckoning. This is an epic spell, uh, fell spell, I should have said. At the start of your next turn, summon a random demon from your hand. Oh gosh, this, so we have this sort of weird, like new with the, with the mini set, we had a, a spell called Proving Grounds that, uh, grabbed a couple of, I believe, demons from your deck and, and played them. And, um, I, I definitely could see a card like this being being great because like whenever you're playing a big deck one of the biggest downfalls for that is when you start drawing all those big minions and so finding a way to get those minions out of your hand cheating them out of your hand um is is really really important and so um i i i think this this could be a way to do it you know we have like for 
for warrior in that we we've had like a six man a minion the this the grunt uh we had um oh the paladin uh card the where where you would um play a minion for 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 five from your deck but um i think this is i think i think i Demon Hunter has these big demons, right? And there's some neutral demons, um, like the eight mana eight eight that gives you eight armor when it dies. There, there's some big demons that you could potentially play, and I think this is actually going to be a card that is going to help facilitate getting a big, big Demon Hunter deck to potentially be viable. So, I, I, I'm curious to see if this is if this is enough because like proving grounds is interesting because you summon two minions but then they have to fight each other but this is just five mana next turn you get a big minion you presumably can get it just a big minion on the board and uh and because it says demon you have the ability to make sure that your demons in your deck are are the size you want them and uh you know if you have something in there like a persistent peddler or something to kind of help you find cards that you're looking for that isn't going to be the thing that gets drawn from your deck so uh it, it feels like it kind of mitigates some of the downside of trying to recruit something out of your deck that you don't want so i i, I think this is actually going to be a pretty interesting card yeah if this ends up being being good and sees a lot of play <laughs> I don't like it because I don't want to play against it. That's how I feel. <laughs> I'm not excited for that. If for no other reason, for the next four months, Illidari Inquisitor is still in standard. Nope. And if you have any, it, nope. if you've somehow <laughs> mentally blocked out what that card is, that is the eight mana, eight, eight demon with rush that says after your hero attacks an enemy, this attacks it too. So on turns, you play this on five. On six, it summons an Illidari Inquisitor, and you suddenly have eight damage going face because you can hero power and go face whenever you want. Nope, nope, don't like that. <laughs> don't like that. Unless I'm doing it, and then it's fine. Oh, yeah, but, yeah. You know, if, mean... if that's being played against me, like, whoa, no, I don't don't like it. No. It, it's definitely one of those cards that it's like, it feels like there's something there, but I'm I don't know yet. I feel like this yeah. is either there's, one that's like it's auto include if that deck is viable, or it's like, nah, that's not great. I don't, <laughs> you know. Either way, yeah, it, it it might not be enough to like kind of create the deck, but at the same time, it it is. It, it definitely gives you a reason to want to try that deck, right? It gives you, you know, I think about the Inquisitor. I think about things like True Aim Crescent being still available as well. Just being able to get big minions on the board real cheap. And then and then just being able to just overwhelm your opponent from that point of view. It, it just, I, I think it, I think it could be really cool. Where, where do you want to go? Uh, where do you want to go next, Dragon Rider? Oh, um, let's see. Did I pick a? No, let's let's uh, let's go up to Paladin. Let's go up to Paladin. Let's talk about Brasswing. 
you know, I got to pick a dragon. You know what's happening. <laughs> I want to talk about it. <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine that. <laughs> it's an epic dragon. It's paladin. Oh, I'm picking it. So it is Brasswing, eight mana, nine, seven dragon. At the end of your turn, deal two damage to all enemies. Honorable kill, restore four health to your hero. So even though we talked earlier about the change to honorable kill, I still really like this card. Uh, I think the... um... Sorry about that. My dog was scratching all over the floor. Uh, But the... I mean, you're getting like a consecration type effect and then there could be more upside and you're getting a big dragon on the board. I like it. Yeah, all enemies means the opposing hero gets gets hit for two damage as well. And yeah, it, it, like you, th- this is a big card, and you're putting it down. It doesn't have taunt, so that's a little worrisome. But like, it's it is a big card to have to deal with. It presumably is going to take out one or more minions with that, with that end of turn effect. Otherwise you probably aren't necessarily playing this. And like, if you're killing stuff and do exactly the two damage, you could restore four or more health. And that's the thing about honorable kill. You can proc it multiple times as well. So that you, I mean, you kill two things that have two health with this, You've put a 9-7 on the board. You've killed two things on their side of the board, and you've healed for eight, presumably, in the same turn. That's that's pretty good. <laughs> that's pretty good. It's I mean, it's it's eight mana, so it costs a lot, but like yeah, this this seems really interesting to I'm I, I, I'm very curious to see where this fits and and how how it gets used because there's it's potentially really powerful. Yeah, I, I'm very interested. Also, the eight mana thing is really kind of interesting too. Uh, setting it at, at eight mana, the eight mana minion pool is <laughs> going to be very interesting if uh, people continue playing Scenarian Ward, and that's one that I might not like to see off of Scenarian Ward. Depending yeah, on what deck th- this I'm is not. This is not a card you want to see pop up because they played Scenarian Ward. This this seems like this seems really bad. Yes. All right. Where are we going next? All right. Um well, why don't we stay in Paladin for a minute and I'm going to bring up the other 8 mana card. Uh you know, we were talking about Illidari Inquisitor before. Um meet its cousin. The 8-mana 8-8 Templar Captain. Uh, This is a rare card, so, uh, you know, you're probably going to see this very early on when you're opening up packs. It is an 8-mana 8-8 with Rush. After this attacks a minion, summon a 5-5 Defender with Taunt. So it creates a 5-5 Storm Pike Defender that has Taunt. So... I don't think this is Illidari Inquisitor in Paladin. Let me let me let me be upfront on that. But if you're looking for a giant minion to play that can affect the board immediately and put protection 
on the board to protect this thing, making it more difficult to be killed after you've made your trade with it. Uh, this, this is this is your this is your guy. I I I think this is really interesting. Like I with the brass wing, I I and this card, I'm very curious to see where these two get slotted in. And we have cards like Varian, King of Stormwind, that's available. Eight mana, seven seven that draws cards. That's that's an interesting option as well. We've got these like pseudo finisher sort of cards uh that definitely do affect the board state when they come down as well as potentially being like this big minion that you end up finishing the game uh or finishing off your opponent with and i'm very curious to see which of these cards ends up getting used because i could see a world where this card is is good it just gets slotted into kind of a, a mid-range to a more controlling paladin deck and and you're happy with this maybe this is even the top top end of of a of a slightly more aggressively st uh, curved um paladin deck as well i'm i'm not sure where this goes i i i, I highlight this insofar as th we have a card like this now in inquisitor it's not quite as good because you can't immediately potentially hit face with it um but this also has some things going for it that Inquisitor does not have, which is it kind of has the ability to protect itself on the board, making it more difficult to deal with. And like, I, I, I'm very curious to see what what happens with this card. What do, what do you yeah. think of this card, Dragon Rider? I, I mean, I I think you brought up all of the points that I was thinking about. Like, it's it's a good body. It can impact the board immediately putting up a taunt which seems great like i i will definitely be doing some testing with this but this seems like a pretty cool card i i i'm just ready to play with it and try some paladin <laughs> decks yeah there, there's definitely definitely some interesting and paladin's one of the classes we haven't seen a lot of their cards yet so there's there there's still more coming for paladin but uh but we've definitely seen, I think, probably their top end when it comes to uh, what they got in this expansion. So where where are we headed next? All right. I am really intrigued, actually, with all of the Death Rattle stuff in Priest. So we're going to go talk about Priest here for a minute. The card that I picked uh, is just an interesting one, but I think there, there are... A multiple uh death rattle priest minions so this one though is undying disciple it's a six mana three seven taunt with death rattle deal damage equal to this minion's attack to all enemy minions and i really find this interesting because i i do wonder if some sort of like death rattle res priest is is going to be a thing uh with how much death rattle stuff is going on but uh, especially against more aggressive decks, decks that are really trying to push minion damage face. This seems great, right? It's a taunt. It's got, a, you know, decent, like, stats on it. It's got a good amount of health. And then once they finish attacking it with their minions, then it's just going to deal even more to only their minions. Like, doesn't hit your minions. It's not all minions like we've seen in the past. So I feel like it's a little better, but I... 
I don't know this one like as as a person who tends to play more aggressive <laughs> minion focused decks on ladder uh this card definitely stood out to me I was like ooh, I don't know if I want to be playing against this yeah but the seven health not a real easy break point a lot of times to be able to to deal with that with just say one minion so you're probably sinking two or three minions in and then like you can't really value trade because if you value trade and you know play something that's got like four health or something to trade into it like trade two four fours into this three seven the four fours die because this thing's going to do three damage to their board so it's like it still ends up killing their 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 minions as well and it's just like that sucks. And then if if you've managed to somehow buff the buff this thing, um, buff its attack, it's going to do even more AOE to the opponent's side of the board. That is that is disgusting. And and we, you know, we're we're not talking about Zyrella, but Zyrella's the hero card leverages death rattles, and so having a card like this, um, and seems seems really 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 good in a really really annoying sort of way when you're when you're the opponent trying to play against it yeah this this is going to be annoying and and i guess the question is going to be do you run this or do you run the light shower uh elemental um or or maybe you maybe you're able to find a spot for for both of them i don't i don't know but yeah this is yeah, this this sucks if, if you're playing tempo <laughs> yeah. to more aggro sort of uh, game plan against this priest. Yes, yeah. Hopefully you aren't playing a deck that wants to be on board because that board is not likely sticking around. Uh, so I'm scared now. Let's please talk about a different card that's not as, as scary. I'm, I'm not looking forward to priest. <laughs> I, I'm unfortunately not going to be able to help you there because the card I'm going to talk about is Spammy Arcanist. It is a five mana three four neutral. It is epic, so uh, yeah, you're <laughs> it's 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 expensive to craft if you don't if you don't uh, pull it. But the battle cry on this is what gets me. It is battle cry. Deal one damage to all other minions. If any die, repeat this. If that sounds familiar to you, that's because it is Defile, uh, the two mana warlock spell from Yon from 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 days past that was arguably one of the best, though also one one of the best removal cards, one of the most skill testing removal cards. And um, one of the most difficult cards to play around as the opponent uh, that that we've that we've seen in Hearthstone, and um, this, I, I think, attaching a defile to a minion um, doesn't mean that it's going to be better than the original defile. I think the reason defile was so good is because of how inexpensive it was two mana. This is five mana. Um, so it's going to be a lot more difficult to play, but this, this is, this is interesting. And, and it, like for classes that have a hard time dealing with wide boards and things like that, things that are, you know, maybe they don't have a hero power that can ping off minions, things like that. 
this is an interesting option that is is presented to them in this set that they could potentially use uh to help them in this situation i stats on the minion aren't aren't particularly great but you're getting a pretty powerful battle cry effect with it and so um i i'm not surprised that it's a three four but i'm very curious to see whether or not this actually sees play because like i said i think the battle cry is really powerful but the minion on a whole is a a little bit subpar so will this see play i i don't know but i i i felt remiss not bringing up the fact that we now have defile in standard at least on a minion at the very least uh for for the first time in 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 quite a little while what do you think of the spammy arcanist defile let's go i'm ready (laughs) neutral defile that's how I feel about that. I, I'm i actually pretty excited for this card. I think this is definitely interesting. I mean, all of the points that you made are are definitely valid and, and things that I were thinking as well. But, uh, you know, it's like, I love that it's neutral because I think this is really going to allow some really interesting combinations of things. And if you are playing more minions, you can really try to like, set things up with your own minions maybe you're playing death rattles and you try to set set something up with like your own death rattle minion that's gonna have something and i i I feel like there's a lot of potential things that could happen with this card and i think i'm I'm just excited to see that so yeah i i like it the other thing i would point out is 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 one of the things that feels like i've noticed over the last few expansions is the epic cards have been a little suspect both the class ones as well as the neutral ones um i i think there's there's some really interesting epic cards in this set in particular and both on the class side and now card like uh spammy arcanist in neutral that I I don't think you can completely discount. Like I, I I don't know that they set the world on fire. I don't think they're necessarily auto includes in in a ton of decks, but I think they're interesting and they have a very clear purpose. And there's definitely situations where I think that they they could potentially um, flourish and be very very solid cards. And so I, I'm very curious to see where a card like this ends up. Where where are we going next, Dragon Rider? All right, let's talk about uh, a card that I find really interesting in Mage, and it's a spell. It's a it's a big spell. I mean, it's it's got it's got a decent cost to it. It's a seven cost arcane spell. Mass Polymorph, transform all minions into one one sheep. Yes. I love it. <laughs> I love the idea of this. If you're thinking something like Death Rattle Priest is going to be popular and a pain in the butt. All right. Let's just polymorph it all. That demolishes their res pool. Gets rid of those Death Rattle effects. Um, you know, if uh, if you're facing down something that's putting out some big threats and you're like, I don't really have a lot to deal with these or they're kind of going too wide on board. Yeah, let's turn them into sheep. Let's go. Yeah, there goes my there goes my big demon hunter to the to the mass polymorph. Goodness sakes. 
Yes. I don't this, know though. This is the 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 card art on this card is is great. Sheep in frost wolves clothing is is the card text uh flavor text to it. Um yeah, I I hated getting things sheeped. I'm probably really going to hate getting all my things sheeped. That's we we haven't seen that effect since like the Kazakus potion, right? Where where they had the the ten mana option that you could pick that would make everything sheep. And it's like it's it's so tough to play around because it's like you know they can just potentially run this. And it's like the mana that you just invested in this big thing that you that you need to do something could just be gone like like with a snap of a finger and it's so I, I i'm very curious to see how much this actually sees play the fact that it's a spell with the canter's flow still in standard i'm a little scared about but i don't know if that's necessarily a card you want to run just in quest mage because I mean, the, the, the thing about that was you want to try and finish the quest soon. and But, like, there are discover effects and different things like that. And so I feel I feel like I'm going to see this card, whether or not it sees a ton of play in actual, like, slotted into decks. I feel like we're going to see this card a fair amount. And it's it's going to be impossible to play around because that, that whole sheep all thing just is hard to play around. Yes, it is. Okay. I see that you picked a hunter card. Yes. Uh for for the last card that I'm going to highlight, I wanna I wanna I want to talk about Spring the Trap. This is a four mana epic spell for Hunter. Uh it says deal three damage to a minion and cast a secret from your deck. Honorable kill cast two okay we've seen this effect before a four mana deal three damage spell before um flanking strike being flanking shot i want to say flanking flanking something (laughs) was one we've we we've you know gotten a minion a three three minion for four along with doing the three damage we've discovered a spell while dealing three damage to a minion, now we're able to draw and play a secret from our deck. If it's good enough to be in the deck, we're probably happy that we're not spending the two man the the turn to draw the secret and the two mana to play the secret. So I feel like this is going to be a really good card. And I, I think like even if you don't even if you don't get the honorable kill, I I feel like I want to play this card. Specifically, I think this is a great card for Quest Hunter because you're running Explosive Shot and you don't want to pay the two mana to get the Explosive Shot on the board. You would like to just have it on the board so that it procs and you're one step closer to getting your your uh, your Tavish. Um, but if this... If you do get the honorable kill and you're in a more secret-focused uh, deck... This does two of them and like having to deal with one secret and playing around one secret is bad enough. Playing around two secrets when they're when they're on the board at the same time is is miserable. 
and the fact that there's now a secret that that uh can can basically ice trap your or ice what freezing trap your spell called ice trap means it's it, it just it's gonna suck to play around secrets if if hunter is playing secrets it's going to suck to play secrets but i think this is a really good card i think it's gonna see play I would bet that early on it's going to see play in Quest Hunter, and I expect that it's going to see some play elsewhere because I think it's just that good a card. Yep, yep. I I think the biggest thing for me is like you can still use this, and it's still going to feel pretty good, even if you don't get the honorable kill. If you end up getting that, that's just even better. But it seems like a decent card without the honorable kill. You're, you're getting to deal three to something and cast that secret, so seems good i like it we we, we've talked about cards that that pull things tutor things from your deck is being good thing like i think about like mad scientists and stuff when when that would pull a card uh, pull a secret and instantly play it that was so good and and you know this not as good as mad scientist i'm not saying that but i'm saying is that effect is we're basically not paying for that effect of the draw a card, play the card immediately. And we have the potential of drawing two cards and playing both of them immediately for basically zero mana on top of dealing three damage to something on the board. I, I, I just, I, I think it's really good. I, I expect that it's going to see a lot of play. Yep. What is what is what is the uh what is the last card that you want to highlight here tonight? So the last one that I picked is a druid rare card. It is called Pathmaker. It's a three mana three four with a battle cry. Cast the other choice from the last choose one spell you've cast. I like this a lot. I think this is really, really cool. It's a decent statted body. Uh, it's not restricted to something you've cast this turn or even restricted to whatever you cast last turn. It's just whenever you cast it. Uh, oh my gosh, now what's the other? There's another effect I'm thinking of that we're kind of seeing. Um, well, there's a, there's a couple of them, right? Even in Druid, uh, you play Nature Studies and you get that one mana discount on a spell just on your next no, your next outcast card or your next spell, like uh, with Demon right. Hunter, right? The outcast stuff. So we're seeing that type of effect. Uh, if you've played Elementals type stuff, the Kindling Elemental, the one mana, one, two, the Battle Cry, your next uh, Elemental costs one less. That just like rolls over to all those turns. And I feel like those just give you so much um, agency with what you want to be doing that I, I just feel like this card is going to be so good. And I, I feel like it can slot into some Druid decks right now with uh, the kind of limited choose one spells that are being played because it's like, okay, cool. I can, uh, maybe I don't end up finding my little, my little two one pirate and I, I don't get to, uh, to draw and split up my nourish and I drew nourish. Well, cool. Now I can choose that and then I can play this minion and still get the other effect. And then maybe I end up getting to draw and split the nourish later from my pirate, but you're still kind of getting both effects this way. And if you want to go with a more board based, you know, sow the soil, 
you could do with that or, or something like there's a lot of different things and I'm sure we're still going to see more like choose one spells and stuff too. So I, I like this one. I think it's uh, pretty cool. So the thing I look at this card and it immediately jumps out to me is this adds complexity and depth. Uh, you now have to keep track of what was the last choose one card I played. I think about the squawkers, right? The, 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 the parrots that were in the dead mines where you have to keep track of like the last, the last, uh, you know, spell that you played on one of your minions because the paladin one is going to, is going to give you that effect when you play it. And, and so like this, you have to seriously think about, okay, what are what are my choose one cards what and what did i pick and what is that going to mean for this card when i play it and that sort of thing and do i need to wait with this now until i play this choose one so that i can get both the effects and and, and how to leverage that so i think like it rewards like turn planning and it rewards like being able to correctly i guess kind of plan out your turns and figure out how best to leverage the resources that you have and um it 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 also feels like it's going to potentially really kind of mix up or or kind of alter the way game games can be played because of how the how this card could potentially get used and and so that's that's really interesting to me um not that I necessarily like some of that stuff because I'm not real good at any of that stuff, yeah. but you know, um, I, I think for people that want uh, complexity, uh, th this is a way of adding that complexity without adding too much complexity. I think I think you can easily, on its face, see it and like you understand what's going to happen. But like those those that really want to delve into like turn planning and, and really figure out how to optimize this. I think they can really, really get, get an edge with a card like this. I agree, but oh, so excited. We talked about 10 cards today, but there's still so many more. And like you talked about, I, I'm pretty sure as we usually do, we'll get to do a full uh, card set, like rating and review that will be coming out close to when that comes out. But any final thoughts before we start wrapping up? All right. There is, there's lot, lots of good stuff here. And like, yeah. um, and we, and we didn't even talk about the hero, most of the hero cards. Oh no, that's going to be exciting. So before we do get into our final wrap up here, Mage, can you hit us with our poll question for this week? All right. Our poll question for this week, is actually a look back. Uh, you know, as the United in Stormwind expansion is coming to an end, uh, we want to know from you, how would you rate this expansion overall? Uh, we're on a scale from 1 to 10, 1 being bad, 10 being great. Uh, and we've got some ranges for you here. Uh, would you give it a 1 to 3? Would you give it a 4 to 6? a seven to nine or would you give it a a 10 rating uh, we'd like to know what you thought of of united and stormwind and 
uh the dead minds mini set i think i think there was a lot of really good things about the expansion and and the mini set i definitely think there were maybe a few pitfalls in there as well Ex very interested in knowing uh and getting your thoughts if you'd like to reply and give us some additional feedback than just your number we'd be happy to hear it and we will share the results on next week's show Speaking of the show, you can email us at dr3hs at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at dr3hs. And in our top pinned tweet, you can find information on how to join our Discord and get uh, into our conversations and discussions that we have in there. And we'll start off with Daring since he is also not here. But if you want to find more from Daring as well, you can find him on Twitter at Daring Alkaline and as well on twitch.tv slash Daring Alkaline. Uh, as for me, you can find me on Twitter at Donnie DK. That's D-A-W-N-I-E-D-K. Uh, you can find me on both Twitch and YouTube, Dragon Rider DK. Find me every week talking about mercenaries over at uh, the Spirit Healer podcast, and you know maybe uh, doing some casting in uh, some big broadcasts near you. But uh, when 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 uh, you're not hanging out here talking to us, where can folks find you, Mage? All right, you can find me talking about Hearthstone and its various modes, as well as other games I'm playing. I got a, a PS5 now. The, my my lovely wife got us a, a PS5 for Christmas, so I'm going to be probably talking about some PS5 games as well as Dungeons and Dragons at Major Death on Twitter. And as always, thank you for listening. We will be back next week, and hopefully, Daring is back next week at all as well. Uh, we're we're thinking about him and sending our best wishes. But until next week. We will see you then.